For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. I welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. Thanks so much for climbing aboard today. You can find the podcast and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, the front page of the WDBO app. And join me on the radio every single weekday morning, Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Be sure to stream us in the WDBO app. Well, we enjoy speaking with U.S. Senator Rick Scott on the podcast every now and then. The senator reportedly has added $914,000 to his war chest in the last quarter as he prepares for re-election. The increased fundraising comes as he seeks a second term in Washington and starts his fourth statewide campaign. Remember, Senator Scott, the former governor of Florida, defeated the incumbent Bill Nelson in 2018 after two terms as gov. Senator Scott is no doubt the wealthiest member of Florida's congressional delegation and has a history of funding his own campaigns. But it's a good sign for him that he has posted just under four and a half million dollars in total contributions for the campaign coming up on the docket with the senator today. The debt ceiling, Washington, D.C., accountability or lack thereof. But we start with Jack Teixeira, the 21 year old accused of leaking U.S. military secrets to the world. Here's that conversation with Senator Rick Scott. I guess the question I and many others have, how does a 21-year-old do this? How does how does a 21-year-old get this kind of clearance? And by the way, I think he got this type of clearance when he was 19 years of age. I don't know about you, but I wasn't a very responsible human at 19 years of age. How in the world does this happen, Senator? It doesn't make any sense to me because, you know, in my office, it takes forever for my my team, people like that helped me on Armed Services Committee and my National Security Advisor to get their clearance. And how does this guy get a clearance? And then why isn't somebody monitoring him? So that's what doesn't make sense to me. I mean, up here, like, if I get a classified document, it's in a classified setting, and I can't take it out. You can't email it. You can't text it to anybody. Um, you can't and you know, you can't take it out of the room. So I don't, I never get how these people end up with this these classified documents. So we clearly got to get to the bottom of this um, and find out what's going on here. I mean, it clearly was an unbelievable breach of our national security. I mean, obviously, our system of doling out security clearance has to be revamped here. And it's not that every 19 or 21 year old is irresponsible, but come on. I mean, and again, what about the leak, the information that is out there for the entire world to see? How do you think our allies are looking? at us right now, Senator. You know how they're looking at us. They're saying, saying we can't trust these guys. I mean, yeah. one, we've got a president that people say, well, we don't know where he stands on anything. And we, we watched the Afghanistan withdrawal, which was a debacle. We watched him with regard to Ukraine be very slow and give them weapons. Uh, we watched him not do anything to basically deter uh, Putin from invading Ukraine. 
I mean, we see a weak guy here, and then, and then they see this. So I think I think our world standing is, is in pretty bad shape right now because of Biden. But we got to get to the bottom of this. Why why this happened? Um, and and who's going to be held accountable? That's one thing I, I get frustrated up here is, you know, there's a mistake. No one's ever responsible. No, nope, no, I don't know what happened, but I'm not responsible. <laughs> That's all. Up here, no one's ever responsible. You know, the Federal Reserve didn't do their job on, on Silicon Valley Bank, but nobody will get fired. Nobody. Mm-hmm. There's a shortage of accountability lacking. up there in Washington, <laughs> D.C. There's no it's question about that. Completely lacking. Yeah. Well, what about, There's none. What about the debt ceiling here, Senator? I know Speaker Kevin McCarthy announced that House Republicans will vote on their own debt ceiling bill. Doesn't look like President Biden is in any mood to play here. So where are we going with this? Well, there's a group of six of us in the Senate that have been meeting with House members every week that we're in session and having conversations on top of that to come up with something that will be a structural change to this unbelievable increase in spending and these, this debt level we're at and cut back the spending and get our, get our country back to work. So I'm optimistic that the Republican House will get it done. I don't get uh, Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden. They just don't want to do anything. I mean, I mean, this will, this will cause problems um, for our economy if we don't get this done. And Joe Biden just is just sitting on his hands, but that's that's what this guy does. He just sits there and he just got it. He says, "I got this nice title. I'm just going to sit here and do nothing." That's exactly what Biden's been doing. On this, he should be the leader. He should be he should be holding the meetings. Um, he should be you know, saying, "What can we do? What can do we do? How let's work together." But there's no working together. He just says, "No, we're going to raise the debt ceiling, um, and we're not going to make any change." I think here's some numbers. We've had a 1.8% increase in our population since 2019, pre-COVID, and we've had Biden's budget is up 55% versus our spending level uh, in 2019. And by the way, in 2019, we didn't have budgets either. We don't do budgets up here. I mean, it's the craziest thing. You you have to live within your means. Um, companies do budgets all the time, but your federal government, the biggest you know responsible for the biggest economy in the world, has no plan. I'm on the budget committee. We don't have hearings about budgets. And this goes back to the accountability that you were talking about earlier. It's called financial accountability. That's incredible. And I think when most of us hear that, when most of us Americans hear the term debt ceiling, right, our automatic reaction is, okay, our eyes just sort of glaze over because a lot of people don't don't realize what's going on. A lot of people don't understand it. But I do know this. With this being tax day 2023, I know in my circles, Senator, we're fed up with big government, and yet it, it's just getting bigger and bigger, no matter who's in bigger. control of the White House, Democrat oh, or Republican. I agree. I mean, Republicans have wasted money. Democrats have wasted money. That's how we got to $31.5 trillion for the debt. Think about this. You can't just go to the bank every every week and say, look, I want to just increase my limit. That's what these guys think. They think that the banks will just always increase our limit. There's a day of reckoning with all this stuff. It's causing – first off, it's causing massive inflation right now. I mean if you look at – since Biden got elected, basically the cost of goods is up over 15 percent, and we know groceries is, are up way more than that. Housing in Florida is up way more than that. Cost of insurance in Florida is way, up way more than that. So we, we're seeing massive inflation right now, and it's hurting the poorest families and the middle income. Uh, they can't make ends meet. And up here, well, 
oh, they, all they're worried about is their next election. Yeah, I, I want to get your take on what's going on here in the state of Florida with the governor, Ron DeSantis. He was in Orlando yesterday, and he was kind of striking back at Disney and back and forth. These two go. The governor announcing that legislation would soon come that would invalidate Disney's recent development agreement. Are you keeping track of what's going as a former governor of the state of Florida? Are you keeping track of, of what's going on between these two uh, feuding elements here? And what was your relationship with Disney when you were governor of Florida? You know, I ran on a campaign to get everybody back to work. So I was trying to do everything I can to get jobs going. But the bill that the bill that was passed, uh, it says that, you know, you're not going to teach grade school kids about sex. I think that was a very good bill. I think Disney made a big mistake uh, by uh, getting involved in that. And I hope what's going to happen is at some point, um, you know, cooler heads will prevail, and Disney will say, "Let's go, let's go back to just, you know, being a company that gives us all great experiences, and let the legislature pass legislation that makes sense that you know kids ought to be, you know, if your parent wants to t- teach you about sex education as a grade schooler, I mean, that's a decision that parents get to make, but schools shouldn't be doing that. Schools should be teaching." reading, writing, and arithmetic. And, Senator, I know before letting you go, I I know uh, that the shooting, the mass shooting in Louisville at the bank last week hit home for you. One of the victims was a friend of yours and and your wife's, correct? Yeah, he was our banker when we lived in – I ran a hospital company in Louisville, and he was our banker when we lived in Louisville. Wonderful person, just one of the nicest guys in the world. You know, this stuff makes you mad. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to, we have to figure out why this stuff is happening. As you know, we had the Pulse nightclub shooting. We had the airport shooting in Fort Lauderdale. We had the, um, uh, school shooting down in Parkland. And so we've got to figure out how to make sure this doesn't happen anymore. Mm. Thomas Elliott, one of the five killed at Old National Bank in Louisville last week. Thanks to U.S. Senator Rick Scott. That's going to do it for the Inez Says podcast. Join me on the radio every single weekday morning for Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.